Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brenda McCullough, and we have returning guest network friend, Kenny Rotter from the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. How's everybody doing? Whew, it's, it's been a fucking week, uh, unrelated work stuff, but yeah, otherwise, pretty decent. Typical Bren intro. How about you, Kenny? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, life is good. Um, Was really busy this week with all good things. Um, So, yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm hoping to hear a lot of good stuff happening in the future. But uh, you know what? We're going to always leave them wanting more. I'll, I'll come back on and tell people all the good things that are happening later. Oh, very cool. We're like polar opposites. I'm always bad or meh at best, and Kenny's always good. Yeah, you guys are polar opposites. Um, But that's the thing. It's been a long time since we've talked to Kenny, and it's actually ironic because I'm currently editing the final episode of Almost Better Than Dragons, <laughs> and Kenny actually is our guest on that episode. So if any of you guys happen to be have listened to that show, I know we've all lost interest by now. Two because years. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a year since we recorded it, but the problem there is, and I'll be fully transparent, uh, it was a three-hour-long recording session, five bits of audio, one of our members forgot to wear headphones, so it really just made this, like, the impossible edit, and I think I've, like, come back to it, like, multiple times being like, this is just impossible, but I have <laughs> the time, and I'm gonna dedicate it myself to it, and I think it should be coming out very soon, so we'll finally be able to wrap up the show that should have been wrapped up forever ago, but it's <laughs> it's ironic, though. Kenny is our guest playing Aniston on that. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. God, it's been a while. And that was one of my, oh, God, one of my favorite uh, D&Ds ever. I had so much fun <laughs> playing him. Yeah, man, that that was great. I actually might, in one of my next campaigns, I might bring him back into, like, <laughs> I just might make him the character that I am. Because uh, he was such a blast to play. Mm-hmm. Totally. And if anybody's unfamiliar, he was an immortal naked elf. It was absolutely fantastic. So definitely maybe look into Almost Better Than Dragons if you ha- have it. And maybe you'll see the final episode in your feed sometime soon. But for anybody who's also new, this is a video game podcast for the most part. Um Let's hear about the games we've been playing and go around table. Uh, we haven't heard from Kenny in the longest time, so I guess we'll start there. What have you been up to these days in the video game department? In the video game department, so I finally, I uh, 100%ed uh, Mario and Rabbids for the Nintendo Switch. Damn. Um, and and that, that game is so fun. It is simple, um, but it's just really addictive. And then I, I did something I said I would never do. I bought the downloadable content and beat that. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, when I was done with the full campaign of the game, I was just like, I need a little bit more, so then I, I just bought the, the the DLC. But then, currently, uh, I'm catching up on all my old video games, so I'm actually rocking some Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Ooh. Oh, nice. I'm super jealous. I want to get around to playing that. Which, so I know on last week's episode, people were talking about easy mode. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, and I understand how some games... Uh, are specifically made to be so insanely hard that an easy mode just doesn't make sense. I think you guys were talking about Dark Souls. Correct. But, so Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze, I'm playing it, and if you buy it for the Switch, it comes with the easy mode, where essentially, like, you have more hearts, and you can stand on 
like spiky areas. So I, I, I launched the game in regular mode. And it's next, like, I'm, it's next to impossible. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I launch it on easy mode and I'm like some of the minecart levels. I'm still dying 20 times a, a, a level. It's ridiculous. Damn. But it's, it's, it's a fun game. It's exactly what I wanted from Donkey Kong Country series. Like, I'm a huge fan of 1, 2, and 3 for the original SNES. Which, is that a thing? Like, last week they were also, or last week or the week before, they were calling it the SNES. SNES, SNES, SNES. It's, yeah, I've, I've heard, heard SNES. a few different names. Okay, because like I understand SNES is more efficient, mm-hmm. but it just—I was like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it's gibberish words. Fair enough, uh, but that's really cool. Yeah, I got to get around to playing that on Switch. I'm really looking forward to that one, particularly. I've heard a ton of great stuff, and I think the Switch has Funky Kong in it, or has it a does. Funky Kong mode. Funky Fun- Kong. Funky mode is the easy mode. Yeah, because he can like just surf over spikes and stuff, so it's half the obstacles aren't in there anymore. Yeah, and also let's be honest, Funky Kong is the best Kong to play as in Mario Kart. Is he in Mario Kart? I can't remember if he's in Mario Kart 8 or if he's in... I know he's in one of them. That's what I'm trying to think. I have eight, the deluxe one on Switch. I just can't, I don't usually pick him. I'm more of a Yoshi guy or a Shy guy myself. So on this note, I do need to bring up that there was actually a, uh, somebody actually figured out mathematically, which is the best Mario Kart racer. No like, way. Okay. I need to know stat this. Wise. <laughs> yeah. Um, stat wise, it ends up being, uh, a heavier racer, like a Donkey Kong or a Wario. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they also figured out which was the best metric of like cart and wheels and glider. Yeah. Oh. Um, so yeah. So maybe if people go Google that, it could also be considered an easy mode. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Funky Kong was in the Mario Kart on the Wii. Not yeah. the Mario Kart. Oh, okay. That's, so, like, that sounds Mario familiar. Kart. Right. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's that's very cool. How about you, Brent? Have you been playing much these days? Same old uh, roguelikes? Uh, actually, no. Because uh, last episode I was on, I was actually pl- I was actually in the middle of a run for Enter the Gungeon, and it's um, I was talking about it before, where the latest character you have to play as the new character, beat the Lich, and then play it again. So you have to do two runs in a row. Yep. So I, was I remember. In, I was in the middle of the second part of the run as the uh, old gunslinger. And I actually ended up beating the game on that run. Damn, so you did it. Yeah, I found out the like for the gunslinger, the lich is like a double lich and a more powerful, but he doesn't have multiple forms. It's that one form. So once you beat him, you're done. So yeah, I've been as far as I can tell, everything in it besides like the secret rat boss uh in like the third level or so. And that boss is just bullshit, and I refuse to fight him. So uh, beyond that, I've beaten everything in that game, and I uninstalled it from my computer, and I'm done. <laughs> Again. Like 325 hours in it. That's that's enough time. So I've sufficiently gotten my fill of that game. Uh, and right after we recorded last time, actually, they released, uh, or they announced 
Joker, the new uh, the first DLC character for Super Smash Brothers, or rather the first one not counting Piranha Plant because he was a essentially a pre order bonus, right? And Joker's from the Persona Five games. He's the main character of that, and the games are huge franchise and a ton of characters in it. And Joker's the first character, and they're like, oh, by the way, they announced some months ago, but they're like, oh, here's a full. You know, 30 minute trailer showing, or 15 maybe, showing all of his moves, all of his skill set, all of different costumes, all of the levels and stuff we're adding with him. And it's out tomorrow. Hey, there you go. And it just, they just dropped it like within a day and they're just like, oh shit, okay. And apparently there was also a Nintendo server like maintenance thing the next day as well. So beyond people just swarming it, trying to download it as soon as they could, and like the maintenance update, the servers were just down like all day when Jerry got released. Uh, but I'm sure a ton of people bought him just because it's it's an interesting character. It's basically for anyone who doesn't know, it's uh, it's hard to say. He's a high schooler, very anime based. Uh, he just straight up has a knife and a gun, so it, everyone's excited because his primary B neutral is a gun. So when Kirby steals his power, Kirby gets a gun, which is always fun. Oh, nice. Um, but the big thing <laughs> with his character is uh, when you're fighting, you get a persona. It's like an alternate like being that powers you up and with him it just the bar naturally fills as you fight and then if you counter certain moves or if you land certain moves or take so much damage or if you're behind in damage or stock it fills faster and then when it fills completely your persona appears and all of your B moves all of your special moves are enhanced and do more damage or do something different stuff so that's kind of the unique element he brings to the match now Nice. He's fun, a bit stiffer for my liking, uh, but it really, I'm playing Smash again. I'm really getting back into that. Really remembering how much I like King K. Rule, who's just a big, beefy son of a bitch that hits you like a semi truck. It's just so good and so fun to play as. So uh, that's primarily what I've been playing. And uh, there's an Overwatch update. There's like a new event, some skins, but that's it's about it. Overwatch is <laughs> garbage as usual, but I'm still playing it. Oh man, after that, I'm drawing my next tattoo. It's Kirby with a gun. But no, I don't have any tattoos. I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's a lot of Kirby with a gun fan art. Like, it's it's kind of a its own weird meme within Kirby. Well, it will have to be our episode image this time around. Uh, there's um, plenty of images. As for me, I I said on the last episode with our interview with Yusong, uh, I've been playing Diablo 3 for Switch, and it's really been like a blast. I'm progressing relatively quickly. I'm at uh, level 12 right now, about to face the Skeleton King, if I'm not mistaken. There's just like, I don't know, it's just interesting. I haven't played a Diablo game in decades, so like getting back into it, I I realize how repetitive it is, where you're just like hack and slash, and if you don't have a good weapon early on, it could take like, well, that's the thing. I'm playing as a female uh, demon huntress, and I it, a lot of ranged attacks with like uh, crossbows or just regular bow and arrows, and in doing so, yeah, early on in the game, it, like I'd run into like a zombie, or I guess they're just called like the ravenous undead. Um, in order to kill one, it would take like, I don't know, 10 shots from my bow and arrow to kill it. And I'm like, God, this is taking forever. And there'd be like 20 different zombies surrounding you. Uh, but then eventually I'd start finding like better weapons. And like, it, that's the thing that made me re- realize how much I missed Diablo. And the thing that I loved the most about Diablo was the unidentified like magical objects and like getting them identified and realizing, oh, this one like gives you plus four experience points per kill or like all sorts of random various perks. So thoroughly enjoying that i have like some kind of 
some kind of crown that I wear on my head that gives me like 50 life points per second. So like it, it it was super overpowered and I'm like, oh man, I'm really glad I found this early on because there's so many moments where I'm just completely surrounded by all sorts of just vermin and just trying to kill me. Mm. And uh, they're like, my health will get chipped away, but it just rapidly goes right back up. So it does feel like an easy mode. I actually think there are different difficulty tiers and i don't know what i have it set to currently it might very well might be easy so i might end up playing with that and changing it a little bit but i forget one of these games in recent episodes or months i was talking about that i did put it on easy and it made it that much more enjoyable and i feel like maybe if that's the case i'll just keep it on whatever mode it's on now for diablo because i don't necessarily want to make it harder than it has to be because this is one that i just want to enjoy for like I don't know. It's it's like a relaxing kind of just time-wasting game, but it's also weird because I suffer from anxiety and shit, and then it's like, I'll realize like what I'm doing. I'm like in some dark dank, like horrifying cr- cave, like just like killing these grotesque creatures that are like exploding into like eels and shit. I'm like, alright. <laughs> I, I feel like for my anxiety, it doesn't really help. <laughs> it's not something like Peggle, for instance. Um, but I, I definitely am still having a good time there, and I'm looking forward to progressing through the different acts, because I know in previous Diablo games, they would separate it into like Act 1 through 4. So I'm assuming that's how it is here. And yeah, Deckard Kane is in this one for anyone who's oh. familiar with the old game. So he, it's good to see him. And I, I don't honestly, I'm not keeping up with the story that much. It, it is just more or less me just kind of trying to get magical weapons and level up my character. I, I think once I do beat the game with this character, I might do it one more time with a different um class setup. But for now, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, there is something definitely cathartic with like Diablo games where it's it's kind of just like a horde mode game where you're just enemies are running towards you and you're just mowing them down because yeah, despite all the different classes, almost every character has just like a beam attack where like even the uh, it was a huntress or demon hunter they just have two crossbows and you're just shooting like so constantly it's just a constant flow of arrows and you know wizards or whatever you got laser beams shaman i think send out spirits or breathe fire or something so you just get the beam attack and just mow down so many skeletons it is i can definitely see it as kind of like a relaxing zone out sort of game despite it being you know in you know fantasy medieval times hunting down monsters and abominations and stuff yeah for sure um yeah, so I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying that. I'm trying to think if there's any other games that I've been playing. Not too much. Uh, Tetris 99 here and there. That's another Switch one that's free. That one's really cool. Um, I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like that's an anxiety uh, producer. Inducer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that one does really make my hands sweat, and I don't fare that well. I think, like, at best, I've made it to, like, the top 20s or top 30s. Oh, nice. I still haven't gotten it. I, I, I don't need to spend any more time on video games. Fair enough. Um, but I think that does it for the games we've been playing. We can maybe see if there's anything going on in the news that we want to touch on. I think also, uh, Kenny has made it clear before we started this episode, there's something that Mark has done and I'm curious. Uh, I I don't know if we want to do that now or if we want to do that after show topics. Well, that's, um, it's a good segue. It it is a good segue. Let's get it out now. So then we can (laughs) done and over with. So then it's done and over with, um, Okay, so a couple weeks ago, Mark, uh, kind of, he didn't get offended per se, but he got a little uppity that, uh, they're remaking an anime and they cast the main character who in the anime is white with a black actor. I do recall this, oh, yes. Cowboy Beelop, yeah. And he said, 
it's not racist, but just that character's not, that character is white. Just make him white. And where I'm coming from on this is I know that Mark did not intend to uh, offend. offend. I, I think he was coming from a relatively he's, innocent innocent yeah. place. Yeah, he's no, coming no, from the Nothing fan. malicious. He, yeah. He's a huge but, fan of that series, so it's, it's a yeah. diehard so, sort of opinion. So I, I get that he, it wasn't malicious, and here's where I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of preempt my statements by saying I can't even remember what anime he was. Talking. Oh, it's Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Okay, yes. Um, I don't. I've never seen it. It's been on the list along with you know Attack on Titan. Um, eh, it doesn't need to be on the list. A bunch. No. Okay. All right. Sweet. That's the thing. I I would have years ago said, yeah, check out Attack on Titan. But now that yeah, don't the first season. Sure, it doesn't pay off though. Anyway, um, and I have heard you guys talk some things about My Hero Academia. Yes, that's very good. Okay, so so I actually I got that one on a free spec the first season on a free special on Amazon. So that's coming. But here's my thing. Here's my thing to Mark. Any character that currently exists. Unless it is integral to the character to be white or that ethnicity, yeah, it, it then it then the skin color is not important, and what's important is hiring the best actor for the job that can emulate the character. If, I think he understands that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, and and here's what I'm going to say: like, Wonder Woman has to be a woman. Yeah. Like yes, that, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like like Black Panther uh, comes from a country where there are no white people, so yes, Black Panther has to be a black person. Mm. But I don't know if Cowboy Bebop comes from a whites only kind of background. No, but, no. Um, but here's the thing, and and this this was kind of what what stuck me with what Mark was saying, and I know he wasn't intending to be malicious. But for so long, so much um, art and uh, pop culture and everything was made by men, specifically white men. So more often than not, do we have um, pop culture things that we love, that we fanboy about, uh, the main characters are white. And it is not... It is not incorrect to recast those characters as ethnic characters because if we say, no, the character is white, then what we're really saying is one of the defining characteristics of this character is its skin color. And in some cases, that's appropriate. And in some cases, it's not. And so when Mark says, I'm not being racist, but... <laughs> no, <laughs> like, and and I get it, and I wish he would have been here so I could have gotten. His of reaction. course, that, I, yeah. and I bet he's like shouting at his thing. No, I'm kidding. That's yeah. all good. Oh, he doesn't I, listen. <laughs> Fair. Uh, and and no, I, I, I honestly did not come on here to to rag on Mark, but I did it more so for if there's a listener out there who's having the same sort of dissenting well, opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like when when Idris Elba was being thrown around as the next James Bond, and people mm. were having a shit fit. Like 
There's nothing in Bond's past that says he has to be a white man. You know, same with the doctor. And it's just like... The doctor confuses me more because like the doctor, like Doctor Who or anyone doesn't know, like he changes all the time. Like if anyone can change into anything else, like beyond their normal idea, it would be a, 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 was it? Who was Doctor Who's race? Time Lord. Like they would absolutely be the type of character who could change all the time. That's why they wrote him like that. So that they could cast anyone they want. And it's the kind of same with James Bond. I heard the theory that James Bond isn't a singular person. It's a title. It's just like a John Smith. Like, it's just a generic name. I totally subscribe to the theory that uh, James Bond is a call sign that goes with the the call sign 007. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) And in that case, it could easily be anybody. Like, you could cast anyone in that role because it's just a, quote, James Bond person. Yeah, and I gotta say that that um, storyline actually held water up until uh, the, the Daniel Craig Bonds. Yeah, oh shit! Was it the more recent one, Skyfall or Spectre? Uh, I think I think that kind of like uh, ruined that theory, or at least for this movie, at least. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely see where you're coming from, Kenny. And I, I didn't listen to that episode. I am way behind on podcasts in general, so I haven't gotten to that yet. Uh, so I didn't hear Mark's uh, decisions or opinions about that. Um, I, I've seen so many sides of that argument for a lot of stuff, especially with, like, Spider-Man, when people are thrown out there, like, oh, Donald Glover as Spider-Man. You're like, yeah, that could be cool. But it's, you know, people saying, like, oh, you can't... There's definitely much more evident or instances and examples of whitewashing characters, of taking a character of a certain ethnic ethnic background and just turning him to a white actor. Uh, top of my head, Tom Cruise in Last Samurai, or Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson. The new Hel- the new Hellboy movie that's supposed to be god awful. Um, I don't know his name, but there was a, like an agent character in that who in the comics is Asian. I don't know his exact ethnicity, but he is Asian. And they were just going to cast the villain from the first Deadpool movie as that guy. And he, the actor actually volunteered to step out. He's like, no, if this character is supposed to be Asian and it's crucial to his backstory and his character, I'm not going to play this character. And they recasted yeah. an Asian actor for it. Um, with Jet for Cowboy Bebop, the only thing I can truly think of that is integral to his character is that he's a cop or he used to be a cop. So as long as his character or actor could portray a cop in the past, that's kind of all you need. Other than that, right. there's no real define. I mean, he's a he's a man. That's about it. So I, I could see this easily not being inter- his race not being integral to the character development. Um, there are arguments of side of like, oh, if. If race is so important, like, or if race doesn't matter, then why cast? Why not cast him as you know Asian or Indian or whatever else? And then people saying like, oh, it's there's an argument that works even more insulting to just you know it's that diversity factor where they're just giving you know uh, a minority or minority race like a character or something just to give more diversity and more publicity. I think that's bullshit and a shitty argument of just saying like. It, it's just a very sad, petty argument where it's just like, oh, they're only doing it to be like progressive. And it's like, w- what's wrong with being progressive? Like, how's right. that? Yeah. There's, yeah, exactly. So that should be something we 
should look forward to. But yeah. and one thing I want to point out about Mark's whole, uh, not even argument, just something interesting that he pointed out was that the original voice actor for that character was African American, despite the character being portrayed as uh, with white skin on the show in, yeah. in the anime. So I think the way he put it was they kind of casted that character more around his voice than, uh, so it, at that, that kind of proves Kenny's point. Like the skin color doesn't matter to, to this character necessarily. Yeah. So. But also you weren't seeing that actor. So it could have been whoever, like, yeah, a lot of children and shows are portrayed by adult women, so it's just whatever voice fits the best. Um, but it's also it's a different the uh, the problem I see a lot of people have, especially with nerd stuff. Um, I've had it too, but I've gotten over it since. But it's anytime there's a reboot or a reimagining or a live action version, even if there's like a different iteration of something, there's a core group of fans who want it to be as true to the source material as possible. Oh, totally. And then there's the people making it who wanted to be loyal to the source material, but wanted to make it their own thing. No one wants to do an exact yep. carbon copy. I think Vince Vaughn was in a remake of Psycho, the uh, old Halford Hitchcock movie, and it was a shot-for-shot remake, and no one remembers it, because no one gives a shit, because it, if it's a shot-for-shot remake, it'll never be better than the original. So everyone always wants to put their own unique twist to it and try and leave their own imprint to it. The way right. uh, uh, Guillermo del Toro did the Hellboy movies. He put a twist to it, and they were great. And the, act, the director who took the new Hellboy movie put a twist to it, and it's shit. That's <laughs> that's what happens sometimes. So with this iteration of Cowboy Bebop, they're going to be trying, uh, presumably, they're going to try and be as loyal to the source material as possible. But they are putting their own twist to it because they can't just copy the exact show one for one. Like that's not going to happen. I'm not right. a fan of live yeah. actions to begin with, but it's it's a different iteration. Exactly, it's a different. I'm vision. nervous to begin with. <laughs> you have to make it your own. Yeah. And I was actually, I, I have two quick points um, that this conversation has made me think of about making it your own. It was like I was listening to uh, the, the Weezer cover album that mm-hmm. they just released in January. And a majority of those songs sound like the originals. Yeah. I don't want to listen to Weezer doing the original song. I right. want to hear this song done by Weezer. In a Weezer, like, yeah, I've heard people say that with cover songs too. I, there are some covers that are fantastic fantastic and even better than the original but yeah and i enjoy weezer for the most part but if i hear africa by weezer one more fucking time oh, i'm gonna man. drive my car off <laughs> i could not park disagree with you guys like, more oh. I, I feel like i need to start a weezer hate cast no i'm kidding i would never but i, I don't hate him that song just played <laughs> way too fucking much it's not yeah. that deserving of it and, and it sounds exactly like yeah the it, there's no change um so yeah it's it's not it it, it didn't pique my interest but back That's on this fair. topic of uh of casting uh, different characters. Mm-hmm. I, I Have you guys seen the new Hobbs and Shaw trailer? Um, I have not. It sounds familiar. I don't think I've seen it, though. Okay, okay. so Hobbs and Shaw is the Fast and Furious oh, that's right. The Rock and Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Or The Rock Ella, and Jason Statham. What did I say? Rock and Dwayne Johnson. It's the same person. Yeah, they're the same person. Okay, first of all, I totally want to see that movie. It'll probably have <laughs> The Rock and Dwayne Johnson. It'll probably have. Um, no, uh, but Idris Elba's the bad guy, mm-hmm. and at one point in the trailer, he calls himself Black Superman. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking to myself, how great would a remake of Superman be if uh, he had landed in the South... And had been black. Mm-hmm. And so you have this this Superman Boy Scout character 
but like just being raised and coming up in uh, the civil rights movement, Mm -hmm. I think you could do some amazing things with that movie. Well, the, yeah, this is kind of where people get into like very nitpicky with the like definition of like changing something. The great thing about comics is there are so many multiverses; it could be anything. There's a there's Red Sun where Superman lands in Russia and is raised by them instead, and it's completely yeah, different. Okay. Um, the problem with that is like once you change something, like what if he was black and like landed in like Georgia or something more prom- predominantly south or like Louisiana or Florida or whatever. Um, it's it's at that point where it's like, is this actually Superman anymore, or is this a version of Superman? And that's where I was trying to say with like, there's a difference between remaking something shot for shot, one for one, and reimagining it in their own brand. So this isn't going to be Cowboy Bebop. This is going to be a different version of Cowboy Bebop. So yeah. they can do whatever they want. And I mean, Ian is a corgi in it. It's very prominent, very prolific character. Actually has a lot of integral parts to the plot. They can make it a cat. Because it's, it's a say, different it's version. going to be a Labrador. Yeah. Now. <laughs> like, so they could do whatever they want with it. It's just the fans, the like purest fans who were like, it has to be like this. No, if you want it to be like that, watch the original. This exactly. Is a that's what, yep. Well, that's just, exactly what I was going to say. Let's just call those fans the Kylo Rens of the group. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the fanatics, the yeah, yeah, the extremists. What a shitty character. That's fair. Uh, but no, that's the thing. Uh, if you're a Cowboy Bebop fan, hopefully you're excited for it. I, I, I need to revisit that show. So I am not just because all the live action remakes of anything recently have been really bad um there are some good ones but particularly with anime i think i don't think this is netflix is it do you, do you guys yeah, i think it is though and i'm not netflix sure I, I don't yeah has definitely not had a good track record with any of their live action adaptations of anything recently so i don't i don't think it's gonna be good because of that i don't it's not Fair because enough. of the cast they chose i think john cho's gonna save it but we'll see maybe he's um, a good actor yeah, definitely. Um, but as far as other news things going on, I did see that Sony reveals PlayStation 5 details, yeah. which in Basta's own words is like, besides ray tracing, uh, which I, I think few games will need or use, he said it's a big yawn. Uh, 8K graphics, which do we even have TVs no. that handle that yet? Uh, ray tracing, which I honestly don't even know what the fuck that is, Same. and only apparently a few games use it. SSDs and backwards compatibility for PS4. So at least they fucking got something right for the, f- for once. Like Sony always struggles with backwards compatibility, but it, it's only two PlayStation 4. So I doubt you can pop in a PS2 disc in your PS5. Well, we talked about this before backwards compatibility, I think with the PS4 itself or maybe the PS3. But yeah. if you think about it, there's actually very few consoles that actually do have backwards compatibility. It's very, it's the very minority of consoles that I can actually play older games on them. Most because every most consoles have different like besides the disc based format, all the other consoles uh, typically like vary between like Nintendo specifically changes up how their games are played on the physical copy, so you can't have backwards compatibility. Right, and then you have to buy it again on the digital store and stuff. So it's rarer that a console has that. So it's good if they do. That's always a benefit, but I don't think it should be a de- like a default requirement like so many uh, fans seem to think it should yeah, be. No. We're super spoiled, or were super spoiled with, like, the PlayStation 2, for instance. And, in yeah. fact, I saw, like, a recent graph where it was, like, the highest-selling video game consoles of all time, and PlayStation 2 is has, like, By a like big a lead on anybody else. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's, like, absolutely insane. So, I feel like maybe they're looking at that and being like, well, what was special about PlayStation 2? Backwards compatibility. Let's do it with 5 and hope we get some more sales. Yeah. 
So that's interesting, at least. And it's something that we were all thinking, like, is PlayStation 5 even going to be announced in recent years? But we'll we'll have to see what's going on with when it won't be out in 2019, though. Yeah, that's a fact. It's a ways off. Like, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. What else is going on? Oh, there's more talks of game studios to union or rather game workers and developers to unionize, uh, especially after Blizzard laid off like over 800 people. Uh, That's Telltale right. Studios just collapsed like one day, like the next day people went to work and it was just gone. That was um, a dumpster fire. I just laid off a ton of people, um, mergers here and there. You get you know, redundancies with different staff and lay off a bunch of people. It's not uh, Bioware and EA is really struggling now, especially after the Kotaku article about Anthem and stuff. And they're not really getting updates anymore, and this is the same thing that happened with Mass Effect Andromeda before they went dark and just canceled all further development with that. So it's people are getting nervous because studio heads or or you know big corporations that own the studios and distribute the games are just shutting out places left and right with no disregard to the people because corporations are monsters. We've talked about this plenty of times, but. Um, yep. It's people are legit. There's always the talks of like uh, game developers unionizing, but now it's getting much, much more momentum. And even the voice actors who went on strike for a few months against the video game, you know, certain video game studios for overworking them and damaging their vocal cords, uh, they were supporting the developers too. They're like, yeah, unionize. Like, fuck yeah, the voice actors had to, and they're still getting screwed over. But with the union, they're able to fight back more. So um, more developers are trying to get a union started for video games. And I, I think it's absolutely needed because these companies Agreed. are fucking assholes and ruining lives because hey, we made a shitload of money, but we didn't make enough a shitload of money that we wanted that someone arbitrarily put up on a dartboard and said, that's what we have to make before we close down the studio. So I am full support of them unionizing, and I'm full support of a lot of other people unionizing too, because fuck corporations. Yeah, it sounds like the right direction to go for them to protect themselves. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? Oh, Assassin's Creed Unity now may be uh, a piece of historical artwork now. Because Notre Dame burnt down. Yeah, and that was Unity takes upsetting place. That was, that was during rough. Holy Week. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, luckily, not all of Notre Dame did. Like, if you don't know, the stonework underneath still survived, and much of the interior still did. But it was a lot of the exterior woodwork burnt. But if there's one thing Assassin's Creed games are good at, it's mapping those cities and, like, their, like, historical notable landmarks and putting them in the games that's one thing the assassin's creed team is phenomenal at and i believe it's already over but the assassin's creed unity was free for a while for like a week after this happened so anyone could get it if they wanted it and anyone who bought it recently would have gotten refunds for it i believe and okay yeah now people are looking at this game saying like this might be one of the most detailed recreations of notre dame that anyone really has anymore so it it that game might be preserved and kind of held up to its own on its own pedestal now because of that uh, tragedy. So that's wow. weird to think about, but yeah. that really is yeah, but interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I saw was this game called Atlas Reactor. Yeah. I never got into it. They're shutting down servers. Uh, you have that until uh, shit, what, June twenty June twenty eighth, I think. There you go. Uh, Either way, it's just a bummer. I was like thinking to myself once I saw the article, like maybe I'll check it out, but I, maybe I shouldn't because what's the point? Yeah, don't get too attached. Um, 
Exactly, but it's always just a sad day to see, like, I mean, everything's gonna come to an end. And this podcast, for instance, why the fuck has <gasps> it gone this long? But no, I don't think <laughs> we're not, True. we'll try to keep it going, but, uh, this, it's just a bummer that certain games, like, that's just, it, you put all this work into a game and just cause the servers have to go down, no one can play it anymore. I wish there was, like, some kind of way that it's, like, I don't know, keep it alive. Yeah, it's always nice to see the, like, the servers die out because the players are leaving because the sequel came out or like a bigger game came out versus the studio kind of like going under being like hey this just isn't feasible anymore yeah accepting defeat and being like we're losing money gotta shut her down yeah i think atlas reactor is free i'll double check that uh right now but i remember i think chiz was really trying to get me into playing it and it always seemed really cool uh yeah atlas reactor is free to play so Maybe that's kind of why they can't afford to keep the servers open. Yeah, I don't know. That's <laughs> that's an interesting business model. It works for so many games, but I, I imagine it's also I don't know, I, hard to maintain. I feel like it only works for like really popular games with a dedicated yeah. fan base of like a million people minimum to keep playing. Yeah. Like Warframe is free, but it's got some real diehard fans in it. Atrial Street Actor always had a good number of people playing at any given time, but maybe not enough to keep all... Because it's an online game too only. Like... If it was a single player game, you're fine. You don't have to, any continuous upkeep cost. But to right. keep those servers and to keep updating stuff and to keep fixing bugs and you know network connections and stuff like that costs money. So it's they always say MMM, uh, MMMs, uh, MMOs and games like those are the video game equivalent of just burning your money because you're never going to beat the top contender, usually like World of Warcraft or like League of Legends or you know, games like that. And it's just going to cost you so much money. You're going to burn out and you don't just survive more, maybe more than three or four years, if that. So yeah. it's a shame, but it happens. You misspeaking made me think I want an M&M MMO Slim Shady simulator. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> speaking of uh, terrible games, though, maybe we could go into well, game or no game. <laughs> real, real quick, when when you said M&M M&M MMO, I immediately yeah. thought of the M&M characters. That's what I thought Oh, of. there we go. Yeah, and you, you took it a completely other way. But yeah. Cool. <laughs> I would play either game. I mean, but, um, you know, it's, it's 2019. Slim Shady is always relevant. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that it for the news topics? Do we yeah. want to play a quick game of Game or No Game? That's all I got. The new Detective Pikachu trailer looks hilarious. Oh, oh yeah. hell yeah. I, I'm very interested in seeing that one. It's, I'm so excited for that movie. Yeah, I've heard good things. Oh, uh, oh, one more thing. Uh, with the Smash Brothers update with Joker, they also revealed uh, you can build your own stages now in Smash Brothers. So, oh, cool! Oh, that's real cool. That's it's really neat, especially like for a platforming like fighter game like that, where the stages really change stuff up. Uh, and you can imagine people have already done amazing and horrific things with it. Yeah, horrific. <laughs> there's steamed hams. There's Trog Trogdor from uh, Homestar Runner. Uh, there's oh nice. People are doing ridiculous things with it, and I've already seen a fair share of uh, penis maps. So. Yep, I believe that. Only a matter of time. Because humans. Yep. And that's our audience. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, But let's play a quick game of Game or No Game.
so I have like a dozen here for you guys, and I'm interested to see. Maybe we should try to keep score if see if Bren or Kenny comes out on top. Yeah, um, but let's start it off with a game called Cookie Farmer. Game. Mm, no game. It's a no, and <laughs> it's, it sounds like how could that not be a game? I was thinking to myself, well, that's there's a Cookie very... Clicker, and there's like different like Cookie games, but like you don't farm yeah. cookies; you bake them. That's no. true, but uh, yeah, that's. Give me six months, and I'm making this a game. <laughs> there, we go. Yeah, there we go. Then we'll revise and give you a point. Um, <laughs> do you guys think there's a game called Bedtime Blues? Uh, mm. I've heard of a few like bedtime centric games. They're usually like horror games, you know, different stories or monsters under the bed and that shtick. Uh, I'm gonna say yes, game. I will also say yes. It is indeed a yes, <laughs> and it is on Steam right now, and I'm pretty sure it is horror. I, I, let me hold on. Let me just see what this description says. Uh, they say that child's imagination is pure and innocent, but what if said imagination becomes a nightmare? Enter the pixelate world of a young, troubled mind and survive the night. I guess they forgot a D on pixelated, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it's always horror a based. Game. Yep. Um, let's see what you guys think of this next one. The King's Bird. The King's Bird? It's just like a bird on some like old fart's shoulder all day. Just pick le- uh, lice out of his hair. Um, yeah. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes. I need to make up a point. <laughs> And you did exactly Shit. that. All right, so this is a game. And okay, listener, this is the one that I'm actually going to recommend you look into. Most of these Uh-oh. games are just passed by and passing, and are like, "Fuck that." This actually looks really good. It's got very positive reviews on Steam. It's going for twenty bucks. The King's Bird: Escape into a world kept secret by a tyrant and discover the truth about your freedom. Run, jump, and fly through forgotten lost kingdoms with a uniquely momentum-based flying mechanic. And oh man, the graphics are so cool. I I, I highly recommend you looking into it i just it looks like an artsy masterpiece and i do want to play this game it's got the lone wanderer in a strange world uh 2d limbo ice or uh silhouette style yeah but it also feels more platformy i don't know i i'm definitely interested in checking this out yeah there's like this crazy flying mechanic like i'm i'm not saying that's a bad thing but i'm just saying like oh it's it's this kind of game we've seen countless times but like Usually these games are good. Usually there's a reason we talk about them so much because they usually are pretty good and beautiful. So yeah, yeah it'll definitely cool. be a work of art to check out. Um, moving on though, do you guys think there's a game called Spy Fox Two: Some Assembly Required? Hmm, I'm interested to hear Kenny's opinion on this. Spy Fox Two. I don't know. I feel like it's some weird Robert Rodriguez video game. <laughs> kids it's i mean that's um, a fair comparison <laughs> i would say no i'm gonna say yes because i know for a fact it is oh no <laughs> i can't fool you if you know it's a game and that's what i mean there's apparently a whole franchise based Hell, on spy yeah, Fox, there are. and i had no idea i just saw this in passing on a humble bundle i'm like that is definitely a game or no game title um, <laughs> it's, it's like a kids game franchise like um pajama sam putt putt uh freddy fish like i think that's all by the same company 
So yeah. fuck, some of those are down on the line. Yeah. <laughs> no, <but> that's the <laughs> thing. Uh, the, in the franchise, there was like Spy Fox and Cheese Chase and Spy Fox and Dry Cereal. I'm like, mm-hmm. what even are these games? But I guess for kids, it makes sense. But like as an adult reading that, I'm like, that sounds goofy as hell. It's silly, but um, I mean, those are solid games. Like I would still, if you have kids, like uh, eight or under, I'd still recommend those. Totally. Well, there is a, a Humble Bundle deal going on for a bunch of these games. And in fact, I'll read the two that you kind of are going to oh, screw me sorry. over on. Uh, no, it's all good. There's one called Putt Putt and Pep's Dog on a Stick. And I'm like, I was going to try to see if you thought that was a game. And then Pajama Sam 4, Life is Rough When You Lose Your Stuff. And I'm like, yep. God damn it. That's all real games, people. Um, <laughs> Pajama Sam was voiced by uh, Pamela Adler. Alder. Uh, she's Bobby Hill on King of the Hill and a ton of other stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very cool. Well, back to non-kid games. Do you think there's a game called Monster Smash Arena Edition? Um, hmm. After playing so much Monster Prom, I have a different idea what Monster Smashing is. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> that's probably a game, too. Um, yeah, like The Monster Fuck by Nick Weiger. Or, no, Leo <laughs> exactly. Carpazzi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, I'm going to say yes. I I'm also going to say yes. Oh no, it is a no. And oh, that's wow. the, that's the thing. I was thinking to myself, I just threw Arena Edition on there because Monster Smash sounded a little too fake. Um well, I was thinking like yeah. Monster Trucks when you said Arena Edition. That's a good point. But no, that is I fooled you on that one. Only got a few more for you guys here. Do you think there's a game called Cayman Rider Climax Scramble? <laughs> well, once again, it sounds dirty. Uh huh. I know. I'm saying no. It's yeah. I know the Kamen Riders is an actual Japanese franchise. It's basically like what Sentai Riders and stuff are based, and Power Rangers are based off of. So I'm going to say yes. It is yes, and the <laughs> only way I know this is because I saw a, it was on Nintendo Switch, and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" And is that a bad translation? <laughs> I feel like that's uh, a really weird title. It, it might be a rough translation, but it's some. Those titles are sometimes as ridiculous as that. Fair enough. Um, all right, Kenny. Let's see if you can get some more points here. How far behind Bren are you? I don't. I haven't been uh, keeping it's up. Four to two in my favor. Oh, all right. Well, let's see what you guys think of this one. Do you think there's a game called Fatty Bear's Birthday Surprise? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fatty Bear. I know a few oh. of them out in West Hollywood. Uh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I absolutely want there to be. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let Bren pick first because. Oh. To That's always honest. a good strategy. <laughs> Played my hands. Um, I'm going to say no. All right. I'm going to say yes. Shit. It's a game. Shit. I, <laughs> yes. knew, I knew it was a game. I said no to try and psych you out thinking you would agree with me. And oh. <laughs> trying to like, get you to lose a point. The reverse psychology it, has yeah, backfired. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, but. It now it's only a point different. That is a, a game for sure. And I think I have, let's see here. One, it's two. Inline, it's the same as this Putt-Putt, Spy Fox. Like, I think it's the same company. Still. Yes. In fact, that was part of that Humble Bundle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but <laughs> there are three games left. So there's a chance. I think if Kenny gets all three of them, he'll win. But otherwise, it'll be uh, I mean, I probably bet. Wrong too, so. uh, that's true. Let's see what you guys make of these last three. Do you think there's a game called Aladdin and the Death Lamp? The Death Lamp? Uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna say no i don't think disney is gonna let that uh that ip get out there (laughs) i don't think they'll put death in the title so i'm gonna also say no 
It's a no, but do you want to know something? This is actually a TV movie from 2012. What? <laughs> and you really? have to look into it. It is absolutely horrendous. I haven't seen the movie, but I saw trailers. And yeah, just look up the freaking cover for Aladdin uh, and the Death Lamp. And it says, Aladdin not- and his friend Ali, Ali accidentally uncover a lamp that contains a genie. Instead of, of granting wishes, it wants to control the world. Yeah, it's not Disney. It's just like the you know, a public Based domain off- property of Aladdin. Exactly. Yeah, so okay. that's that horrendous and real, but not a video game, unfortunately. They should have made a movie, a, a game off of the movie. Oh, uh, but all right, last two. Do you think there's a game called Where the Bees Make Honey? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, <laughs> isn't that just a beehive? It's, uh, um, that's not a good title for a game. I mean, where the bees make honey? I mean, it has my interest, so yeah, I guess that is a better title. Um, See, I want to say no, but I think this is going to be one of those weird indie games we find on Steam, like Deer Simulator or Ramen. So, I'm going to say yes. Uh, I'm also going to say yes. It is yes, so good <laughs> good intuition there. Um, it's ten bucks on Steam. It came out this year, fairly recently. Uh, looks interesting. I'm not sure if I'm going to purchase this one, but I'd be interested to see if any of our listeners uh, uh, enjoy this game. Uh, I'll read the synopsis. It tells a story about oh. reflecting on different moments from a childhood, which are played and experienced from an adult perspective. So it is very like story driven, but at yeah. its core, it is a narrative puzzle adventure game. So yeah. Look forward to that. If, and it's very cutesy graphics. It almost has like a Pixar vibe. That is not at all what I was expecting to see. Right? It doesn't look bad. No, definitely not. I definitely think some of our listeners would be interested in that one. But all right, finally, let's see what you guys make of this last game. Do you, or if it's a game or not. Do you think there's a game called A Boy Called Sailboat? It's <laughs> <laughs> that uh, offshoot of the Johnny Cash song. Boy calls Sue. Um, so I, I originally was going to let Bren go first. Yeah. Because it's the only way I can even tie it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to let him go, but I don't think it's going to change how I'm going to answer. Okay. Uh, uh, a boy called Sailboat. Um, and we we exclude all visual novels because they're not like really games; they're just uh, novels. Um, I don't know with this one. It could also be in that weird indie genre of like showering with your dad simulator. Like, uh, I'm gonna say yes. Ah, uh, okay. So I'm actually also gonna. S- I was gonna say yes because I think. Uh, Doug's Freudian slip. Yeah, that's that's what that's decided to form. But don't overthink that. But you know what? I gotta (laughs) say no. No, (laughs) what? You gave him a hint. No, I think I'll accept that. It is a no. And the funny thing about this whole thing is it's actually another freaking, I don't know if it's TV movie or what. I haven't seen it. I'd actually be interested in seeing it because it sounds like an interesting pitch. So I'll read this synopsis for a movie called The Boy Called Sailboat. A Hispanic family find hope in their extraordinary son named Sailboat when a personal (laughs) gesture awakens a global desire. Armed with a little guitar, Sailboat leads an offbeat cast into the miraculous story of the greatest secret never told. So I'm like, you've got my interest. 
interest. A little kid with a guitar named Sailboat, I'm sold. But they did not make a video game after that. So it's a tie. That's how we play Game or No Game. J.K. Simmons is it? Jake Busey's in it? What the fuck is this movie? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. A lot of gems in Game or No Game lately. But I'm glad we could revive that uh, conversation game. I'm glad we could have Kenny back on the show. It's been a minute. But let's wrap this one up and do some plugs. I know your podcast is on hiatus, Kenny, but do you want to point our listeners to it so they can check out the backlog? Yeah, I actually have a, a couple of different plugs for everybody. Oh, feel free. Um yeah, uh, so dumbbellsanddragons.com, it's where you can find the podcast. Uh, you can, uh, I'm not very active on social under that, but I am very active on social under, uh, my normal name, at Kenny Rotter on Twitter, uh, Kenneth Rotter on Facebook and Instagram. Also, if you want to get in touch with me some more, I am running for college board out here in Pasadena for Pasadena City College. You can check out Kenny for PCC. We are launching the website uh, a little bit later this month. Awesome. So very, very exciting times. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, listeners, go check that out. And how about you, Brand? You as also have another podcast. Yeah, I got a podcast on there where my co-host doesn't give the guest an answer. Fucking screw me out of a win. Uh-oh. Um, uh, hey. <laughs> you give him a clue before we even locked in his answer. No, that was I, subliminal. I, I needed the handicap. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, I, I'm on Twitter, ABTS Brendan. Uh, it's very uninteresting. It's mostly just a lot of shit posting. It's, it's the text version of this podcast. Um, but my other podcast is Are Weeb There Yet? W E E B, where, uh, another weeby friend and I watch anime, watch three episodes of an anime trying to convince our non anime viewing friend that it ain't so bad. It's like us trying to convert Basta, but, we're actually all on that podcast all the time. Yep. Always. And, uh, we actually just did an episode like an hour ago, right before recording this. And I believe when this episode goes out, our bloom into you episode will go out. Very cool. And it's a nice episode. And then the week after that's my birthday and we're watching Digimon the movie. Fuck. Yeah. I'm oh, so man. pumped for that. I love that movie. It's so now- good. If you guys ever do Summer Wars, please, please it's have me It's the same on. movie! I know, but that's why you just made me remind me, like, I want to rewatch Summer Wars really bad. God, that's but, like, my favorite anime It's movie. literally the same movie. Like, plot and style and, like, music. <laughs> it's the same fucking movie. That's what I mean. So, if you like one, you'll probably like the other. Yeah, it's true. Very cool. And listener, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe on all the places, uh, ABT Silence. And if you want to check out my record label, it's MissedOutRecords.com. Pre-orders for the first vinyl release. It's a three-way split, Chalk Hands, Reveries, and Okant. And I just released our fourth compilation album, so if you head to MissedOutRecords.Bandcamp.com, you can get a free uh, 17-song album to just kind of get an idea of what uh, bands I'm working with and just get, I don't know, listen to something new, see if you, anything strikes your fancy. So check that out over there. Um, thanks so much again for joining us, Kenny. We will be back next week. See you guys. See you. Later. <laughs>